Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss, your host. I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprints that put us on the journey and the path that we are on. Some find purpose. I believe every story can help, heal, inspire, educate, and my one big word is to give hope. Today, we're talking about a very special organization that I believe everyone knows about because I believe our communities are just as important, and that means our nonprofit foundations and organizations especially in this time that we're in right now, because we have so many resources out there that people don't even know are available. And then I love hearing the, um, the miracles that take place through some of these um, organizations. Today, we're talking with Holly Costello from Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish was founded in 1980 in Arizona when a seven-year-old, excuse me, seven-year-old Chris Gracias, who was battling leukemia, found out that his mother and police officer friends she knew had arranged for him to be an honorary member of the Arizona Department of Public Safety. Chris was able to forget his leukemia that day. Instead, he rode in a helicopter, learned how to be an electric motorcycle police officer, uh-oh, and he even gave out a few tickets. Well, Glad I'm not one of them. <laughs> His wish to be a police officer came true in epic fashion. And Make-A-Wish has been doing the same to other children with critical illnesses ever since. Today, Make-A-Wish is headquartered in Arizona with more than 60 chapters in the United States and more than 37 chapters worldwide. In total, the 501c3 organization has granted more than 500 thousand wishes in its 40-year history. Make-A-Wish Arizona continues to raise funds in Arizona to grant wishes for Arizona children dealing with critical illnesses, keeping hope, my favorite word, alive in our state. Please help me welcome Holly. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yes, and um, when I was younger, which wasn't that long ago, I always not, I thought it to have been Make-A-Wish Foundation. Can you tell me why it's, I think, Make-A-Wish America? Um, yeah, we are still the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That is, you know, our official legal name. However, we um, really believe in the sense of community that comes from the granting of wishes. We get support from our communities um, in order to serve children in our communities. And because we have 60 chapters worldwide, a lot of us go by the name of the territory. So for instance, we are Make-A-Wish Arizona. We raise money here in Arizona to grant wishes for Arizona kids with critical illnesses. So we're still a foundation. We just don't feel the need to kind of add that foundation, that extra word. Okay. We really want to show that we are a community and, and here in your community, helping your, your community. You know, that was a remarkable story um, where it started with Chris. And I, um, I've heard of other stories along the way where you've got children who've gotten to go to Disneyland. That's like every kid's dream, right? Or, or Disney World. Um, tell me what qualifies a child to be a part of this program? Sure. So the child has to have a critical illness at time of referral. We have very specific medical criteria that um, when they are submitted to us, they're either submitted by a medical professional, social worker, caseworker, someone who is very familiar with our criteria as well as the child's case. Um, they can also be submitted by a parent or the child can refer themselves. So, um, you know, we you know, most cancers qualify, we have spinal muscular atrophy, cystic fibrosis, sickle cell disease, um, ep epilepsy, some forms of epilepsy qualify. So it's really about talking with your physician and um, 
talking to them about if they think that their child can qualify and then going through the referral process. Sorry, go ahead. Once a child goes through the referral process, we have a medical professional um, here that looks through everything and talks to the doctors that are on the child's case to make sure that they qualify and, and then we move forward with the WISH experience. Now, is there an age that qualifies these children? Absolutely. So they have to be between the ages of two and a half and 18 when they are referred for the WISH. Um, if they are referred right before their 18th birthday, they have until their 21st birthday to actually have the wish go through. So it's not, you know, we get kids at all stages of their illness. We truly believe that wishes bring hope. And so we encourage medical professionals to refer the child when the child needs that hope. So it might be in the beginning of the diagnosis. It may be in the middle of treatment, or it might not be until after treatment is scheduled or over. When we talk about Make-A-Wish, it's almost sounding like, you know, it, obviously it's something that a child really wants and they're, they're very dreamy at a young age. Um, it's not like a last wish, is it? Because I, I believe that some children actually make it through their um, illnesses. Absolutely. That is a huge misnomer that we've had. Um, I think because when it started in 1980, um, they were really focused on children with leukemia. And in 1980, a leukemia diagnosis was very different than it is today. Luckily, medical science has um, made it so that a lot of our children live well past their diagnosis. We're dealing with a lot of kids who live with these critical illnesses their entire life. Um, and go on to be happy, healthy adults, and even volunteer for us uh, and work for us. You know, so we have uh, a couple of wish kids that have done both and have interned for us and, and, you know, can really tell the story of how their wish impacted their life, you know, 10, 15 years ago. You just all need a little bit of hope, right? Absolutely. And, you know, today we talk about hope is essential. You know, when we think about all of the things that the essential workers and the essential um, needs of individuals here during COVID-19, we believe hope is essential. And so therefore we are an important part of a child's medical journey when we're, when they're qualified. So now you said you're headquartered in Arizona, but there are other locations um, yes. So because it was founded here in Arizona, the very first wish, Chris's wish actually happened thanks to the um, Arizona Department of Public Safety. Um, and then six individuals that are longtime Arizona residents, still actually, many still actually live here, came together and pooled their money and just started granting more wishes. It wasn't until about two years into the into the granting of wishes for Arizona children that other people found out about it thanks to a national news story. Um, and then chapters started making a request to you know, build a chapter in their area and support kids in their, in their state or in their city. Um, so they came together and realized they needed to be more, more official and that's how Make-A-Wish America was born. So we have Make-A-Wish America, um, we have Make-A-Wish International, which supports all of our international chapters. And then we have approximately 60 chapters across the country that support, you know, um, kids in every state so that we never have a kid with a critical illness who would qualify that misses out on a wish. Everyone has uh, the right to have the grant, a wish granted, right? Yes. Um, we what, um, is there a restriction on any of these wishes that may be requested from these kids? 
So we're not allowed to add to the value of a home. So we're not allowed to add a room. Um, we do do a lot of room renovations. So kids who spend quality time in their room or kids who want, you know, kind of a TV room or a movie room. So we've done a lot of those. We're not allowed to put in um, in-ground pools. We're not allowed to gift cars. We do do car restorations. So we recently completed a car restoration for a boy. He had a 2011 Mitsubishi Lancer. And so he just wanted it completely tricked out. Um, so we changed the color, put in new speaker systems, new tires, all of the little things that he picked, new headlights um, to make the car truly kind of a showpiece for him. But we're not allowed to buy a car. Um, we have been doing a lot more wishes that are very home specific, obviously, with the COVID restrictions. And um, so we've seen a lot of online shopping free wishes, kids that have wished for all of the things that, you know, they really feel they need to keep their minds and their bodies busy while they're here, um, while they're stuck at home. Some virtual re reality computers. Um, we've done a lot of education ones lately, so kids who have wished for tuition assistance to go to the University of Arizona or to go to the Universal Technical Institute, um, two boys who are really dedicated and want to be mechanics when they grow up, so we're going to help them along that future. Um, you know, I think that the wishes are very personal to the child's kind of not only condition, but also to the child's personality and their hope for the future. So we see a lot of wishes where, you know, we're creating things and spaces um, that the kids can use long into the future, backyard renovations, um, play sets, that kind of thing. So it's been really exciting. It sounds like there can be um, a cost definitely involved in this. Do you have a minimum and maybe a, a maximum that uh, we really don't discuss cost per wish? Um, we believe the average cost of a wish is approximately $10,000. Um, you know, we try to make every wish very specific to the child. So it might be that their wish is for something that is not necessarily $10,000. And it might be for that their wish is for something that's a little bit more than $10,000. We are also extremely lucky in that um, people know that we do very well with our dollars. And so we have a lot of corporate sponsors, corporate supporters, as well as in-kind donations. So individuals who give up their time and their talents, as well as, you know, their businesses to help us make these wishes very economical so that we can grant more and more wishes. Because the truth is, you know, if every wish costs approximately $10,000, it is our goal to grant more and more wishes every year. Before COVID, we were on track to grant about 420 wishes in this fiscal year. Unfortunately, we were only able to grant about 255 simply because a lot of our kids have chosen travel. And right now, we really believe it's in the best interest to never um, to not send any kids on any travel wishes. So our new goal is to talk to those kids and, and to really focus on a wish that we can grant now, you know, to give them that happiness now, that hope now. Um, and so, you know, with, with that in mind, we're really hoping that we grant another additional 100 wishes next year to what we did and kind of get back up to the number of wishes that we were granting consistently, which is around 400 a year. So you talked about the 400. Are there kids that are on a wait list or is that even in existence? We do. Um, we call it a pipeline. So we have about 600 kids that are currently in our pipeline, which means that we need, you know, as many donations and as many in-kind gifts as we possibly can so that we can grant those. Sometimes they're in the pipeline simply because like they're in the midst of treatments and they're really not feeling well. We don't want to give these kids, you know, their one true wish when they can't enjoy it. Um, so they usually, they can be put on medical hold and or, you know, kind of a personal hold if they're have going through some issues. 
Um, we also have wishes that they've wished for that we're still arranging. So kids that have wished to meet specific celebrities, obviously, you know, our celebrity partners are so amazing to us, but if they dropped everything and granted every wish, they would probably never do what they did, you know, <laughs> you know athletes, that kind of thing. So there's some, you know, working around schedules and making sure those schedules sync up, um, you know, and so those kids are, are waiting for their wish, but they know what their wish is. So it's not necessarily, you know, based on the fact that we can't grant the wish. It's more along the lines of scheduling and getting all of that together. That is amazing. And I'm sure there's a lot more stories than just the one that you talked about with Chris, but that was where it all began. And that's where someone said, you know what, like you said, we're all entitled to having a wish granted. Um, so you already talked about where your donations come from. Do you have a um, event or events throughout the year? Obviously this year has been a little bit of a different, it has been a challenge for a lot of the nonprofit organizations to do. Do you have a yearly event that you, that you put on? We do. Um, well, we have a couple that we, you know, are really 100% behind, as well as some annual events that are put on by others to benefit us. Um, but our two largest events are we do a walk in the fall. So this year we're discussing how that might come to fruition virtually um, for the safety of all of our donors, as well as our wish kids um, and wish families. And then we have a gala. So um, wish ball is typically in the March, April timeframe. It is our largest um fundraising event. In the past, it has raised around $3 million. Wow. This year, we had a virtual auction um, that raised a little bit less than $250,000. And then we also were really lucky that so many people, because our wish ball was scheduled for March 28th, we had a lot of sponsors in play. And 100% of those sponsors just created a, um, a specific donation. So they basically donated their sponsorship dollars directly to us help granting wishes, um, even knowing we couldn't host the event. So wow. it's our fingers crossed that we'll be able to figure out a way to host an in-person event um, in the spring of next year. But if that's not the case, we will go virtual. And um, we have a lot of people who are behind us and behind that activity. We also have a couple of golf tournaments that have been huge, huge benefactors for us um, that are put on by other individuals. And so they're hopeful to kind of still move forward with that since golf is allowed in, you know, today's COVID day and age. Mm -hmm. And um, we have an amazing Kids for Wish Kids program. So local high schools um, and local grade schools and middle schools have gotten behind us and had Wish Week um, and done some really amazing fundraising. So Last year, um, we had a group that did more than $10,000 just in their high school alone. So Impressive. they're really kind of gung-ho and generous. Um, and then we also have a great partnership with all the CAYOs. So the CAYO sorority here in Arizona at NEU, ASU, and U of A are very, very good to us. They do a lot of activities for us, um, and they do a lot of fundraising for us, and we're very grateful for them. So they're yeah. continuing to do that even in today's day and age. That is remarkable and getting the students involved because they probably know them or they don't know. You know, we, there's three things I say that every individual is not exempt from pain, tragedy, and blessings. And very we never know so. when, it, what's that? I'm sorry. No, very much so. I agree. Yeah. And um, the one thing too, is when these kids are getting older, they don't really know what their families are going to consist over friends that they know that may have something like this come about that they're going to, they've already contributed. They know what this, the foundation of 
the uh, Make-A-Wish organization is, and so then they know that they can actually help someone too, or they know where to go if they be affected by it in the future. That's amazing. Um, for our uh, listeners, I know that we're talking about just the Arizona, and you've already talked about the other chapters throughout the United States and internationally. Is there a site that someone can go to should they want to have more information about their local areas? Absolutely. So um, for Arizona, you just go to arizona.wish.org. Um, it'll show you all you can do as far as donating, um, becoming a corporate partner, and or volunteering because we do send out two volunteers on every wish. Um, they kind of get the fun part. They get to meet with the wish families and talk to the wish, fan, wish kid about what their true wish is. And then come back to us and we do kind of all the grunt work to make sure that that wish can happen. And then the volunteers get to go back out to the home and say, your wish is granted and throw big parties um, or in this case, small parties or drop things off with, with masks. Um, but the volunteer opportunity is just a really great volunteer opportunity. And um, we, you know, it's kind of a simple one. They have to go through a background check and then a couple of hours of training and then they are usually paired up with someone. Um, either they can come in as pairs or they can be paired up with a, pro, you know, what we call our professional volunteers and they can walk them through their first one. But since every volunteering opportunity is different, every wish is different. They get so many different ways to kind of give back um, and then and they can kind of make it work in their own schedule. So that's Arizona.wish.org forward slash volunteer. Um, if you're in another area outside of Arizona, just go to wish.org. So um, very simple. And you can put in your zip code and it can direct you to the chapter that's closest to you for you wow. to commit. And every chapter across the nation is looking for volunteers. And every chapter across the nation is looking for donor dollars. Um, you know, we, we all want to make sure that the kids that are in our pipelines um, or the kids that are constantly being referred to us because it's not like sickness has stopped. You know, there are still kids getting cancer. There are still kids getting diagnosed with conditions that fit into our criteria. So we're still getting referrals. Um, so not only are we dealing with the kids that had to be put on hold due to COVID, but we're also dealing with the kids who are still coming in and, and reaching out to us and wanting that hope. Wow. Those little kids are depending on us. So uh, to my listeners, please go to those um, sites that you were just told about if you want to be a donor, if it's in your area and you want to give back and be a volunteer, you know what to do as well, as Holly just mentioned. The last question I like to ask my guests, whether you're in a nonprofit organization or I'm, I'm sharing a story that's a personal one, is what message would you like to leave our listeners either based on your journey of what you've been experiencing through your work or your life or about life in general? I just think um, one of the things that's really opened my eyes since working for Make-A-Wish for these past seven years is that people are inherently kind when it comes to understanding that they are needed. So when we talk to these companies and, and we need concrete or we need, a, you know, furniture or we need, you know, something for a wish, almost 100% they are behind wanting to make that happen. And I think that if you can show that, you know, the need is there and, and, you know, give them a true story of how they're going to help people will always be helpful. And so that's been amazing and gives me hope, you know, in today's day and age that, that we can all come together to make sure that happiness continues. 
And that's where this organization, Make-A-Wish, was founded based on that exact thing you said. And I love that part. I believe everyone, again, has something they can offer one another. And this is definitely one of them because it's a domino effect. And like you said a little while ago, there are kids that are coming in and that are on their continuing illnesses or there are going to be new ones. It's never going to be free of illness, right? Right. But at least totally true. And then, and you've, you've said my, my favorite word of all words several times, and that is giving hope. Absolutely. And like I said, at Make-A-Wish, you know, right now our, our tagline is hope is essential because we know that, you know, to have that hope helps everyone. It does. It does. It's a small word. It means so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Holly, for being my guest today to telling me and my listeners more about what Make-A-Wish is all about. Well, thank you for having us. We're excited to, you know, share the news with everyone. Absolutely. To my listeners, I thank you for tuning in yet again to hear what uh, organization is making a difference in your community. If you have a personal story you want to share or know someone has a story you feel they need to share that'll help someone else, please email me to the address of Christine with a CH at storiesofhope.com and stories with a Y. If you have an organization, I really don't care how small it is or how large it is. They all make a difference in someone's life. Again, email me to the address of Christine with a CH at storiesofhope.com and that's stories with a Y. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.